Hello, and welcome to the Conscious Citizens Podcast. This episode is something special where I, Maria, have the honor to speak with our co-founder, Yulia Blower. We dive in deep regarding her career journey in fashion, what a capsule wardrobe actually is, and the power of self-awareness through life's journey. I was truly empowered and motivated after speaking with Yulia, and I'm so excited to share this episode with you all. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, Yulia. Thank you. It's so wonderful to have you on the other side. Again, in so the hot seat. Again. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's good, good to be here, although I'm a little bit nervous to be on the other side. No, don't be. I'm super excited to learn all the fun styling tips. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how, how helpful I'll be, but hopefully it'll just be like one of our regular chats. Well, I have to say, after working with you for, what is it, over a year now, and... Last nearly two years. Is it almost wow. two years? 2022, Maria. Oh, my God. Nearly summer 2022. Well, I have to say, I've learned so much in the styling realm of things, so thank you. Oh, good. I'm glad I can impart wisdom <laughs> onto someone, even if it's not myself. So, um, I guess, give us a bit of background on what you do now, and then how did you enter into the fashion world? So, I... I started working when I was like 15 years old and I went straight into fashion world, but I got into it because I, actually not many people know this unless they know me, I don't think, but I used to be a model. So I started modeling when I was like 15. Um, I got scouted at a party I was with with a friend of mine. Um, and I, that point, it, was, it wasn't ever something, like, it wasn't a career path that I ever, to be honest with you, thought in my head that I would go down. Like, I wanted to be a lawyer, so a lawyer or a writer. So everything I was, stu- I was like, all of my studies at school um, and everything that I wanted to do was kind of gearing me up to be able to go and do, to study law at university. Um, and then I got scouted and started working and thought like, oh, well, this is cool. Like I get to travel and I get to make money and kind of be young and do my own thing and be away from home. So I, I guess, sort of went with it. And my, my dream of a big law career <laughs> um, suddenly sort of faded away. Um, but I, yeah, I was a model from like 15 to when, when did I move back here? I think I was 21. I was definitely 21 already because I celebrated my 21st birthday in New York. So nearly 22. So you say it was such ease that you were, you know, you got scouted, mm-hmm. you became a model at 15. But I feel like that takes a lot of confidence to have that because, I mean, I remember being very young and I don't know whether I wanted to be a model or what you get into those situations, whether it's your parents do mm-hmm. or not, put you in there. And I remember being so shy and absolutely terrified and hating it that, like, it completely changed my mind about, um, I guess, that business. So I was definitely shy growing up, for sure, because I I moved here. So I was born, you, you know this, but kind of for everyone else, but I was born in, um, in St. Petersburg in Russia and I moved here with my mom when I was seven kind of on my own like I don't have any siblings um and I went to school two weeks later <laughs> and my mom had to come to school with me I remember 
and I got put in the same class as like all of the kids my age, but I had to have like special books to help me learn English because I didn't speak any English. So, so but, you moved here, didn't didn't know how to speak the language, you just went into yeah, like my mom. I was really lucky. School. And you know what? Retrospectively, when I think about it, I went to my primary school. So like my junior school was a really really small school. There was like. I want to say there were like 90 kids in the entire school. Um, so it was tiny. And if I think about it now, I feel like that was a purposeful decision by my mom and stepdad so that like, I think I didn't get bullied. <laughs> I feel like because I came in, my class was super small. Everyone was really welcoming. Like, I don't know if people had had a pep talk ahead of time to be like, this strange foreign kid is coming here. Please be, please be kind. Um, I don't know. But yeah, my mom came to school with me, I think for like the first month to translate to me and then I had to have like special books to help me learn English but actually at the time I got really good at maths which I'm not now so I'm very surprised I did not stay good at maths um and I used to help all like the kids in my class with their maths homework and they'd help me with my English so like oh, we'd copy each other's but I think I always then it turns out that English was then like one of my favorite subjects at school and I think it's because I was so like conscious of like wanting to learn it and be good at it and I used to read a lot and I still do um but fashion was never like a career path that I even thought about to be honest with you like I don't know really how I I I got into it almost by by default I guess because I got scouted and kind of saw the opportunity as a young teenager to be able to have freedom to be able to make money to be able to kind of to to travel and meet all sorts of different people and I think to from that like learn um do you think from moving here at such a young age kind of you know out of your depth in a way of for a child that helped you gain the confidence so again like I don't know whether because I was shy I was really shy because I was always I think I was always trying to fit in with people when I moved here because I wanted to make friends like I didn't have you know I don't have any siblings like I don't have really any of my family here apart from my mom and and dad well stepdad um so I always wanted to make friends and I always wanted to fit in with people and I think kind of by default I was then a little bit shy because I always felt maybe a little bit like an outsider like Mm. particularly when I got into secondary school you know everyone came from these like huge schools they already came with like people that they had been friends with you know at their previous schools before and but what I did experience as a, a young child, I guess, because I was an only child, my dad was um, like a, a CEO of a big like global company. Um, and I used to get taken everywhere with my parents. So like any work trip, any work event, um, you know, they'd always be kind of around their like friends and colleagues like my parents used to like love to entertain when I was younger as well and I would be dragged absolutely everywhere from like a young age um and I think what I became through all of that experience through moving here and kind of just being put into school and through then kind of being taken everywhere by my parents wherever they were going like with adults I became very comfortable whether it was comfortable or I was just used to it, I I don't know, being around adults and being put into different environments, um, I became quite good at that. And I could adapt. And I think my need to fit in as a child 
um, then allowed me to kind of adapt to any situation that I was put in down the like down the line so and like blessing and a curse because actually by always wanting to fit in and adapting to different situations you sort of lose a bit of sight of what it is that you you want intrinsically you want and Mm. what you like how you feel and what you want and what you like I guess but a blessing at the same time because I don't I think without that I wouldn't have had the courage perhaps rather than the confidence the courage to kind of put myself into different situations with different people and always be able to be fairly comfortable with that or knowing that eventually I'd be comfortable with that yeah was so when you were approached at 15 was fashion always of interest to you like was that something when they approached you where you're like oh my gosh wow this is amazing I liked fashion and I always loved clothes um and I like to you know my mom I think I got that from my mom to be honest with you really rather than anybody else um she is someone that like she's a really stylish lady like she always um you know is really well put together um always has like a very clear you know she's someone that you wouldn't she wouldn't be seen like at the supermarket or the petrol station just like you know in her like joggers or like sweatpants or whatever like even if she's going to the gym she's like showered fully dressed and ready like she's very put together so I think I got that from her um and as a teenager I mean I was tall and skinny so I think my mom was always like oh like you'd be a model you'd be a model and people would be like oh she should do modeling so that was always there but it wasn't something that I I think I didn't really it's not something that I wanted to pursue it wasn't a goal in my head like I wanted to be a lawyer or I wanted to be a writer and everything that I was studying at the time was me prepping myself and like to go to university to study law and to study English as well so like my favorite subjects were like history um English I did French as well um and I also really loved classical civilization weirdly um but like all of those subjects that would kind of I would be able to then, oh, psychology as well, that I would then be able to take into university and then study law with. Um, But then I got scouted at 15 and sort of, I started working and kind of, and I was really enjoying this freedom I had suddenly as like a teenager. Um, And I was traveling a lot and I was traveling without my parents. I think at like 17, you know, me and another girl who started modeling at the same time. We like went to New York for the whole summer by ourselves. Like At my 15. parents, uh, no, I think I was I was seventeen by this point. Okay. But we went to New York for the whole summer by ourselves, and like I travelled on my own all the time. I would spend like months in different cities on my own. Um, and I, like, like I'm someone that enjoys freedom. Um, and I love and I loved that opportunity. I got to meet so many different people, work with so many amazing people, be around. You know all sorts of different adults in those environments as well that I got to like learn from. It makes you grow up, I guess. Um, Yeah, quickly. Yeah, really quite quickly. And I don't know, I think my my parents were pretty, they weren't strict, but they were quite, but they were at the same time. So, which is weird considering that, 
when I was 17. They were just they like, yeah, you. cool, if you go to New York on your own, enjoy. I don't know if I'd let Marlon and Ruby do that. But also maybe a different time, I don't maybe. know. Like, now it might be Say that, but... I don't it? know. Um, so suddenly I had this, like, all of this freedom to do whatever it was I wanted to do, and I was working, and I was making money, and I really kind of loved that. So that, my kind of... But in my head, I was still like, I'm going to take this opportunity. And I think I remember at the time reading about... I think is it was it Lily Cole that she had like finished this degree at Cambridge and I was like that is the kind of model that I'm gonna be <laughs> so I am gonna model and be like really successful this but I'm also gonna be super super educated and I think it was um oh my god what was the actress that was in that space film J- Jodie someone I don't know oh I don't remember but anyway she looks like another actress as well and I always get the two mixed up. But also, like, I'd, like, read that she was this, like, super educated, like, Harvard-educated actress. I was like, that's exactly the type of person that I want to be. So in my head, I was still always going to do something else. Um, so when I got to, like, 21, I think, and for various reasons, to be honest with you, like, I then thought I need to be doing something else or I wanted to be doing something else. Right. I struck, I was really, really fortunate with what I did with what I did and the work that I did and the people that I'd worked with. But I don't know, for me I kind of never saw at the time I never saw what the long term goal for me was as a model. As a model, yeah. yeah. And I think there were different things that I was then also struggling with as well that I then was like I know I need to do something else. And I had a bit of a panic at around about 21 because it is a young industry. And particularly at during my time, it was a really young, like a really young industry. Things had like changed a little bit and I kind of couldn't see, or maybe it's because where I was at at the time it, mentally and kind of in my maturity level as well. I didn't see what the long-term vision for me was. Um, and there were so many like kind of new young girls that were coming through that I was like, this I, I felt super old like at the age of 21 at 21 yeah. <laughs> so just I, entering your youth <laughs> yeah so I was like there has to be something else and I was like well all my friends are now you know going to be finishing university and they're going to be going into their careers and like what am I going to do like I didn't go to university I don't have any of these skills like I need to be doing something else so it's almost like it was your like intuition telling you you're not you, you need to be like led on to the right path again yeah. because if you're you know if you intrinsically wanted to be say a lawyer or a writer or go into that direction mm-hmm. and then you got like taken off the path a bit yeah. but learned and you needed to experience that but then it was like okay let's let's pivot and go back onto this yeah I mean not that that's the path that I went down but I think it was partly as well because I was like okay at the time when I was thinking what do I what do I do? How do I get myself kind of out of this? And I was probably not in a great mindset with any of it at that time anymore. Like, you know, you get to a space, like you're young as well. You've got the whole kind of, you know, everything is open to you and everything is available to you. You're like partying all the time. And I don't know, it was just a bad, like, mentally it's not, it wasn't like a good space to be, like a good space to be in. Because, But I also think I got there because I knew that, this wasn't the path that I wanted to be on. Right. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I, I there's, you know, all of these voices around you that are like, 
well, this is such a great career path and it gives you so many opportunities and you can make all this money and you can do X, Y and Z. And kind of for me, none of those things really mattered because I knew that this wasn't where I wanted to be. Like I wanted to do something else. So then you moved back to England. I moved back to England um, and I moved back home. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I actually worked for my dad's business for a little while, while I was trying to figure that out. Did you think about going to university at the time? I did. Yeah, I really did. But at the time, I I had this, like, I'm only now getting past this, to be honest with you, this fear that I was like, or this thought process that I'm like, too old at this point to do that, I think, because everyone that was around me was already like finishing their degrees. And I was like, I don't want to be left behind because if I now go to university at 21 when everyone is finishing the university, I'm then like four years behind. And then I realised that actually, well, okay, at this point, I'm probably not going to be a lawyer, (laughs) which I now retrospect, I'm like, I could could even do that now if I really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, Like I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to go and just get work experience um, at that time. Like, and I love the fashion industry as well. And I had been in it. I was like, who do I know? What, who can I reach out to? Who can I try and find to like, to get me, you know, an opportunity. And actually at that point, I remember I was like, okay, well, I still was wanting to be a writer. So I was like, okay, but okay, maybe I will be then like a fashion writer or in an editorial. And at the time, well, I think it still is now, to be honest with you, but I don't know. Um, It was really, you know, editorial teams didn't have, or writing teams didn't have huge amounts of, like, turnover in their stuff. So it was really difficult to get, like, work experience on, like, a writing team versus, like, a fashion team. So in my head, I was like, okay, if I find, if I get myself work experience on a fashion team internally it's then going to be much easier for me to move into like the editorial team and then be like an editor or a writer etc so that's where I was going with in my head so I did I ended up getting through a friend of mine and this girl was amazing actually because um, I met this girl through a friend of mine um, at the time and she was an assistant at Harper's Bazaar and she was like oh we're always looking for interns and like um kind of send me your CV, apply, like, I'll help you. I didn't know who she was, so it was really amazing of her to do. Um, And I ended up getting the internship. And then just from there, I got on really well with the editors that I was working with. Um, I kind of always, you know, had, I think, a pretty good work ethic where I worked really hard. And I think I always felt like I had to also prove myself and work harder than anybody else because I didn't have a degree and I... my dad was someone I always saw my 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 dad like my stepdad working really really hard so for me like I knew for success you had to work hard to get to wherever you wanted to so I like threw myself into everything I went on every coffee run every chocolate run came early like left really late was always happy to stay behind and finish working late and I just always kind of had that in me to do whatever and then by the nature of that got on really well with the the editors that I was working with and then ended up being able to do like really cool freelance things that they were doing as well Um, and kind of started progressing my way through through that yeah and that landed you into personal shopping um so that came 
a few years in so at the time so all of the like stylists and editors that I was working with were suddenly moving to like um e-commerce or like online magazines and that was becoming kind of bigger and bigger um and at the time I think the editor I was working with was moving to like Porter magazine and then another was kind of was moving to be like a stylist at uh, matches and things like that so I then remembered how much I really loved working with people so like I when I was still an inter um assisting at Harper's Bazaar I we did a shoot and it was like the women of that year and um it was shot by David Bailey and I remember where like it was went over a period of like weeks where they shot like amazing women like Olympians and like musicians and actresses etc and I found that so interesting to be working with people. I was like, oh, I really love working with people versus actually working with product. Right. And that's actually what I love about what I do now as well, because I get to work with so many different people from all different cultures and experiences and kind of walks of life. Um, the reason why I actually wanted to do, why I wanted us to start this podcast, because I really love kind of getting to know people. Mm. Um so I was like, I prefer working with people than product. I want to do something else. Where can this lead me to? Everyone I'm working with is sort of leaving this side anyway. Um, and I then through a friend of a friend, actually a friend of Matt's at the time, oh, wow. his girlfriend, <laughs> Maria's husband. He's very Phil, useful. So, so, so useful, yeah. Um, someone I think that he was friends with from the gym his girlfriend at the time was a buyer at Harrods um and I got talking to her and she was like well we have a personal shopping department here I know that they're making like changes to the team and they're hiring loads of people um if that's something that you'd be interested in I was like yeah sure cool like I'll give that a go um and I actually remember my inter my final I went through four interview rounds for that and in my final interview so the week it was on a I think it was on a Monday but I was still assisting a stylist at the time and we were doing a shoot in Paris with your girl Kim and Kanye Kim K yeah um and for official home and we were there for two days and I was supposed to be back first thing in the morning and in my head, I was like, okay, my Eurostar gets here really early. My interview wasn't until like three, I think. I can go home. I can, well, I can return all these samples that I had with me or at least take them to like mm. the studio. I can go home. I can shower. I can change and get to the interview. I turn up to Garden Oil in Paris that morning and there was something wrong with the train. So the train was really delayed. So it got me into St. Pancras. By the time I got onto it, it got me back into St. Pancras at like three that day. And I remember I was trying to get hold of like the recruiter that was um, like to tell her that I was going to be late. Like, and I was still coming to the interview. But I remember I had like these three huge suitcases with me, like full of all the samples that we had had there. I got to St Pancras and I was already meant to be at my interview. I was like, right, I'm going to get into a cab. Like, I can't go on the tube with these three suitcases. They were huge as well. So <laughs> show up to the interview. <laughs> turned up to this interview like 40 minutes late. 40 minutes like, late? Yeah. But like you, I got there. I was like, oh, I'm Yulia. Like, I'm here to see who was like the manager at the time. I think her name was Angie. I, 
I think, yeah. Um, and then they were like, okay, like, wait, kind of thing. And I was waiting for ages, and I was like, that's it. Like, I'm 40 minutes late. Like, they're never going to see me. Also, I've turned out to this interview, like, disheveled. <laughs> but I've been on this two-day, really, like, intense shoot where it was super early mornings. I didn't finish until, like, one or two in the morning by the time I'd, like, sorted everything out, um, kind of after the shoot. And I think we'd finished at like 2am that day and my train was, I had to be at, uh, um, at the station super, super early to get the first train back to London. Um, and I was like, I also look like shit. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be turned, like, and Harrods as well, like even still to this day, like you are very put together when you're working there. I have all my suitcases with me. I was like dressed, <laughs> like I don't even know how I was dressed. <laughs> I was sat there waiting, I was like, I'm never going to be seen now, I'm 40 minutes late. Then this woman comes out and she's like, oh, Yulia, like, um, I thought um, I'd nearly given up waiting for you kind of thing. And I was oh like... Oh my goodness. I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I was like, firstly, is it okay if I bring these suitcases with you? Then I explained the situation and what I was doing. I mean, kind of a big deal. We started talking... Um, like, that you and were, then we, sorry I was at a photo shoot. I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, my, train was de- my train was delayed and I'm so sorry. And here I am. Like, And I had all my suitcases with me and I was like, so I'm sorry, I look true. like shit. Like, <laughs> but anyway, we got into... We we had our interview and then she, she said something at the end that like... Um, and, you know, you obviously... Like she mentioned about kind of grooming and being put together I was like no I know I know I know I look awful I'm so sorry anyway I ended up getting the job by some kind of stroke of luck I think she must have liked me I don't know um and yeah then I just proves to always show up right or show like, up don't worry no matter, about yeah, no matter what happens if you want something show up and yes. see what happens um and no matter how you look and, and if what it's meant to be it will be yeah exactly <laughs> if that was meant, that was obviously meant to be for me i think absolutely um so yeah i got the job and then i was there um i assisted one of the private client managers there who i mean i think she's still there like she's a machine she was amazing like she taught i mean i always knew work but like she taught me like work like i started working with her on my first day and i think she she actually only worked part-time, although she always worked. She was just not in the building more than a few times a week. Um, and on the first day, she was there, but then she was like, I'm not going to be here tomorrow, and here are all the clients that are coming in. I was like, okay, great. And obviously, like, I wanted to prove myself, and I wanted to do well, so I just kind of got thrown in the deep end, but sort of th- kept myself there. And that allowed me, the fact that she worked part-time, or that she was only in the building part-time, and the fact that I got thrown into the deep deep end allowed me to progress quite quickly because I was then I was the one looking after a lot of the like the majority of the clients and they and started to build really good relationships with them. They started to really like me and I started to get to know them really well. Um, so that allowed me to ask to progress pretty quickly. Um, and you asked to progress. I did ask to progress. Yeah. Because I, so I knew at the time, even though she's actually still there, but she kind of always threatened to leave. Um, she, the the woman that I was assisting, she was, she had planned to leave. And she, because she only worked th- three days a week and I was there kind of the other four days a week to cover everything. And all of the clients 
by default, to be honest with you, like started just coming to me. I think she's an amazing woman and she works super hard, but she is like, I just have a little bit of a softer approach, I think, to to, to what she did. So clients started coming to me a lot more. Um, and I, knowing that she was planning to leave, went to, who actually now happens to be my boss again, now, um, went to, she was the head of personal shopping in Harrods at the time, went to her and basically said, um, the person I'm assisting is planning to leave. I contribute, you know, this to her business. The clients have really good relationships with me. And at the time, because I speak Russian as well, having been born in St. Petersburg, we were looking after the Russian client base predominantly. Um, I am the, I was the only person there at the time that spoke Russian. It's like these people, come, like all of these clients are coming to me. When she leaves, they will have such strong relationships with her. They're not going to anybody else but me if they stay here. Like this is the only chance that we have to keep these clients within this building because she had woven herself in so intrinsically into that client base that they were going to be loyal to her. Mm. And I was like, realistically, she's, you know, not going to hand them over to anybody else. And if she does, it's not going to be well. But I can maintain these relationships. So I believe I should be... And this is what I already contribute to the business, like as an assistant, looking after it four days a week myself. Um, so I asked to be promoted. Um, and at first I got told no, but then a week later I went back and asked for another meeting and asked again and then I got told yes. So, yeah. Where do you think that... I mean... I guess there's a few things here. I'm so. really impatient by nature. And because at the time I thought that I was already doing the job and the people that I was always with, like, you know, my friends that I had made were kind of the next level up from me and I wanted to be at that level as well. And I kind of saw the opportunity to make really good commission and... um and loved doing what I was doing I was essentially already doing the job so I at the time thought well I've had this experience now for I was only actually not even a year that I was assisting for I think it was like six months or nine months or something like that that I actually assisted her for um before I got promoted but I was kind of cocky enough I guess to be like well I already know what I'm doing I'm already doing this job and I'm already contributing x amount of money to your business so I believe that at the time that I deserved to have that role I mean I wish I had that confidence now <laughs> no, but I feel like you do because there's a few things here you decided to come back and you really as you stated previously that you wanted to get do into university mm -hmm. but then kind of thought oh no that's not for me or no I'm too I'm too old now mm -hmm. even though you're 21 <laughs> so let's put myself into you know the fashion the business maybe more business yeah. side of fashion and then do you think that allowed you to almost like accept that it's okay not to go to university like I'm just gonna put my all into this yeah and because go for, it. for me I understood with that is that experience counted like you can go and study fashion or you can go and study I don't know marketing or but like realistically you still have to have the work experience to be able to get anywhere. And 
in this industry you know it's not like wanting to be a doctor or a lawyer or you know an accountant or anything like, like where you have to have specific skill set like your university is work experience in the fashion industry like and in many like kind of more vocational industries I guess so I understood that I was going to be much better off just going in starting from the bottom learning what I can meeting people um and that was kind of going to catch me up with all of my friends around me that had completed their degrees and actually I found that they were all even having completed all their degrees at that point nowhere different to where I was because they were all still having to get work experience and starting at the bottom of an industry I just didn't go through kind of the four years of university yeah and then it allowed you maybe to be a bit more aggressive as well with in terms of progression I didn't want to be left behind yeah and I always I always wanted I always wanted to be like the best at whatever it was that I was doing. And I think that's kind of something that was inbuilt in me by my parents, perhaps. I don't know, because it was always like, oh, you got an A. Why didn't you get an A plus? Like, oh, you got an A plus. Like, is there something higher than that? Why didn't you get that kind of thing? Like, and it was always like a, you need to do well. So I had that in me. Um, So I always wanted to be kind of the best. And I think even though I chose to quit modelling, I think I maybe still felt like, was it something that I failed at? Not necessarily failed at, but I maybe lost some confidence throughout that. And I think I was trying to rebuild that back and knowing that I always wanted to feel like I was like the best at something or doing really well. Like I'm a perfectionist from start to finish. And unless I know that I'm, like, fully confident in something, like, I'm not going to be... Well, I've only now learned to just, like, start doing rather than waiting for something to be really perfect uh, because it will get there and nothing is ever perfect and not to a perfectionist either. So um, I always wanted to be, like, the best out of everyone. And that... I think that's what maybe drove me. And I never wanted to be left behind. Like, bear in mind, like, I always just want to fit in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you fit in really well. Um, yeah. And so when I progressed, so when I then became a personal shopper myself, I started looking after um, the business that I work for now as my kind of, you know, Real day job, not real job. Day, day job. job. Um, the business that I, work, I started looking after um, them, and at the time, the founder um, and CEO used to do all of the in person appointments herself. It was still a really small business at the time, um, and I was facilitating all of them. And we had some crossover clients between her and I as well, so the clients kind of naturally knew me, um, and I looked after them for like kind of the a a year or so um before she approached me to join her business um and I think it actually took me a while to get there because I then had just progressed in Harrods and I was like oh there's lots of opportunity for me here and I was really enjoying myself we had an amazing team um but then after a while I kind of saw I really wanted to be there I always felt as soon as I'd met her and kind of was starting to find out more about the business 
I always felt like I was going to be there. At yeah. the business. Yeah. yeah. I always felt like I was going to be at Threads. Like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, they get to do this, but they get to kind of do it, you know, everywhere. Like, they don't have any limits and no boundaries. They're, you know, not having to be in one place all day, kind of day and night. Like, you're working with different types of clients. And and it just seemed like such a an incredible idea what, what she was doing. Um, so I was immediately interested and I think we'd gone through kind of a few iterations of how I could join the business and in the end I ended up joining just as a, as a senior personal shopper when the business was super small. I think there were 12 people. And now what's your position? So now I am, um, a client development manager, but basically I look after and head up anything that is client experience related and services related um and i work across kind of the entire team and the entire business on um kind of seeking on seeking out i guess opportunities that they have to um deepen and improve their relationship with their with their clients and kind of seeing what experiences we can offer them and kind of um i support on events and trips um and kind of any sort of VIP client initiatives that um that we we do but I've went through kind of several roles in my growth throughout the throughout the business as as the the business grew yeah so naturally mm-hmm. you <clears throat> realized that you like working with people and you enjoy the fashion world and you've kind of created this environment for yourself I uh, guess so yeah, that that works and creates that happiness inside mm-hmm. or contentment inside of you for a business, and then allows you also to create your own brand as mm-hmm. well. Um, what do you think? Put the two like fuse the two worlds together: mm-hmm. the fashion world and working with people. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's the ability of how clothes make people feel? I think it's I am someone that likes to help people, I guess. And perhaps that came comes from my need to fit in. I'm a bit of a people pleaser or I have been a bit of a people pleaser in my life. Um and I like to help. Like I see a case and I'm like, oh, I need to kind of what can I do here to support this person kind of thing. And um, then that's like the lawyer in you, isn't it? If you, Maybe you see a case like, oh, yeah, like, or not necessarily a case of like if someone is, um, I don't know, if someone's struggling with something or suffering with something, like I immediately like I under- I empathize with that person and I understand that person and I really want to be able to like be there to help and support that person, um, and I think putting the two together is fashion has such a big impact on your confidence as a person and I think on how you feel like I think people really underestimate it as like a little bit of a a fluffy industry but it isn't and I mean firstly it's huge um and it has such a huge voice in in the world um but people really underestimate the the like the what's the word that I'm looking for um, the scale, I guess, of how much it can impact your confidence in you as an individual. Like, if you are, 
I don't know, think about a day where you put on an outfit and you feel really good in it. You're like, this is my best outfit. Like, I feel like I look good in this. Like, you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, Maria, I look great today. And you walk out and you feel confident. So then whatever situation you go in, whether that's in work or socially or whatever you might be doing, dropping the kids off to school, like, you approach that situation with confidence because you feel good and clothes have the ability to do that. And when I used to directly work with clients myself, seeing that transformation in someone that perhaps, you know, isn't sure about how to wear something or isn't sure about, you know, I love how this looks on someone, but like, I don't know if I can personally wear that. And helping someone feel confident with how they look that then translates into the rest of their life, like that used to make me feel and still does as excited as it would be if that was me, I think. Like, I would get really excited to see, like, someone's face completely transforms when they're like, oh my God, yeah, like, I feel happy in this. Like, I look good in this. And maybe that's the the, the fusion of the two together. Mm. Um, it, it has a huge impact on, I think, how you can feel in your day-to-day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And it also shows a lot about, like, you as your personality, right? Like... that's how you express yourself yeah and I guess some people fashion isn't important but they're still wearing clothes aren't they and those clothes are making them feel good whether it's important to them or not they are still choosing to wear things in their day-to-day that represent who they are and that give them the confidence to approach their lifestyle um confidently and positively I guess regardless of of what it is they're wearing or what that looks like and whether they feel like it's important people might say oh fashion isn't important to me right but like they're still choosing to put on the clothes that they're putting on that day for like their life whether that's you know and that's representing themselves and that's representing themselves and they feel confident going into whatever it is that they're doing in those clothes so yeah, you can say it's not important to you because you might not, you know, read all the magazines, look at all the bloggers and kind of follow all of that and follow every trend. But it is still important to you because you are making an active decision to buy the clothes. Like, you still have to wear clothes and you're making an active decision to buy this, you know, the clothes that you buy. Yeah. yeah. And then with the sustainability aspect mm-hmm. of it and your client, your clientele... Is that where the conception of a capsule wardrobe came about? Yeah. Um, I um, From that, but also, I guess, a little bit from myself as well. I mean, I have worked with a lot of women specifically, not so much men. Men, not everyone, but they, you know, they kind of, as a general, this is a very broad brush, they like what they like and they have basically like the same thing in every colour and they wear a version of that all the time. Um, Men's clothes are pretty standard. Like They, they are. They yeah. wear a shirt, they wear trousers. Yeah, and... there's different versions of that. Yeah. But yeah, as a... And that's, again, that's very that's very broad and very generalised, but... And, you know, a very... I'm thinking of a very, like, generic man here, not, you know, kind of of the greater... But specifically women where they have, you know, wardrobes and wardrobes and wardrobes, rooms of wardrobes full of clothing, and they are constantly struggling for what to wear. 
obviously that's not and I found this myself as well when I kind of in the past you know used to buy and that happens when you buy impulsively because you see something you like it you're like oh I'm gonna buy it and or a one-time purchase it like yeah one, like for one event exactly oh I'm you gonna were. buy this oh I'm gonna buy this I like this this is cute I'm gonna buy it or I've seen this on someone and it looks really great on them like I'm gonna buy it I really like it and you then you know how many times have you opened your wardrobe and you're like what do I wear I've got nothing to wear but actually it's like packed full of clothes Every day. Every, like, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so, I need a good cleanse of my wardrobe because I just tend to only wear conscious citizen. <laughs> well, I guess not that's a plug what we're at here all. for, yeah. This isn't a plug. This is just what happens, yeah. Um, so I started trying to think about how I can help the, the clients that I was working with, um kind of get past that um and firstly a a lot of it is about kind of understanding your style and your lifestyle so that you're then making purchases that kind of fit into what your day and what your life looks like um and then I think you know to kind of avoid that problem of you waste so much money if you're having that like problem of oh, I've got a wardrobe full of clothes and I shop every single day, but I still have nothing to wear. Like, how do I do that? And I guess the idea of, like, the capsule wardrobe then came came from that is trying to understand, okay, let's look at the pieces that you actually wear day to day. Um, let's try and find what else is in your wardrobe that goes with that. Let's make sure that that's organised well and you know what you can wear with what let's look at what your lifestyle is and you know what are the clothes that you actually need for your li- like for your lifestyle um and what would you say the first five are it really like it really depends right like because it does depend on your lifestyle if yeah. you are a lawyer i'll just refer back to that right your wardrobe is probably you know you probably need a lot more like suiting tailoring you know apart from perhaps at the weekend but you probably generally day to day dress a lot smarter you know, if you're me, I'm really casual. So like your capsule wardrobe as an individual really does depend on what your lifestyle is. Like, you know, if you're a mom and you're or you're if you're a, a, a fitness instructor, for example, realistically, your wardrobe, the majority of the time is going to be gym wear or like active wear because that's what you need for your day to day. So it really depends on what your lifestyle is, but then also on, on your style and what and what you feel good wearing. So, I mean, if I would say something to invest in, like I always think invest in really good jeans. Like mm-hmm. I think as a, that and that's kind of, again, a very broad thing, but because, but you know, everyone needs jeans and I that's something that I think if you find a good pair of jeans that fits you well that you love to wear like it's worth the investment because you get so much wear out of it um good coat I would say invest in otherwise it just really depends on what your kind of lifestyle is and what you need for you to make for your day-to-day yeah and I guess with that do you have any tips and tricks so first of all it's the person going with inside themselves Mm -hmm. to figure out what their daily activities are or their career path and what 
the uniform mm-hmm. essentially entails and then figuring out what good pieces to invest yeah. in. But then you see like there's so many of these fast fashion trends. Mm-hmm. Like I go onto Instagram and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Oh, I, I need like more clothes like that or I need this. And then I get But so... why do you feel like you need more clothes like that if it's not... Fair enough if it's, you know, something that you're like... That you know fits in with you. Yeah. But if it's something that you just see a lot well, I think of, like, it's the why do you feel so like, how do you okay. kind of mute those distractions? Because you see it and you're like, oh, she looks cute. I want to, like, I want to get a dress like that. And then I put it on and I was like, this is not me. So it's really, like, keeping true to yourself, isn't it? I think you have to go... Staying th- on path. I think you have to go through that to understand what is you mm. and what your style is. And I think we've all been through that as well. Like, I have also. Um, now I kind of like we're more or less wear the same thing every single day but um, I think that you have to first understand what you feel good in and what suits you and then by nature you cancel out the rest of the noise so you might see you know um, there is a girl I work with that, that has like the like I love her style and she's incredible but she wears so much print and color and like color clashing and she looks amazing all the time and for so long I've worked with her for a long time um I remember being like oh like she looks so great in that dress and it's like so bright and got so much print and you know her trainers are probably like clashing with the color and she's got like a different color cardio with like a different print and I'm like she looks so amazing you know, let me try this. And I put it on and I feel like such an idiot. I'm like, this is just not me. Like, what am I trying to do? Like, I'm so uncomfortable. You will feel confident if you feel comfortable. So it's really first understanding what it is that is making you, what you wear that's making you feel confident and comfortable and what actually is like relevant to, to your style and your life. And then then you start to cancel out the noise. I think it takes time. Like takes I do time think it takes time. There. Unless you're someone that from just a very early age like knows what their style is. But I think that's a very I think that's very few people because we all wanna be, you know, we all wanna have what everyone else has. We all wanna follow trends and I think you get of, inspired by people. You get inspired don't you? by people, yeah. And I think a lot of the time you can appreciate someone's style but understand that perhaps that's not what suits you or not even that it doesn't suit you it's what in your like what your perception of that is of what suits you you know you probably if you know I was wearing you know loads of print and color cash I'm sure that that people would be like oh this is cool like she looks cool but I myself my perception of that would be like yeah I feel so uncomfortable like I don't look good and by name by default I then don't have the confidence then feel shy like I kind of go intrinsically like inside myself because I'm very aware and self-conscious of like the fact that I don't feel comfortable in what I'm wearing so you can start the noise by understanding truly what it is that you feel comfortable and confident in and then kind of building around that yeah and being in being confident in that as well yeah knowing you're knowing Knowing that what you want well if you feel good in it Mm. like you can be confident with that yeah yeah and then I think, like, of course, like, look, you can take a trend and you can adapt it to you as well. Like, you know, if you... There, there are so many ways that you can still keep your wardrobe relevant, but kind of keep it very... um, 
clean at the same time and just update it with the pieces that you know fit into what fits in with your wardrobe and that's kind of how you can keep it fresh as well yeah well thank you for that mm. <laughs> we'd like to ask every guest what's your one piece of advice for success my one piece of advice for success um i probably have two two we could take yeah. two <laughs> <laughs> um i think my first is always um look for opportunities for yourself like look for gaps and opportunities for yourself and go after them um and be open to opportunity because you don't know where things can can lead you if you feel if you I say this all the time kind of have a plan but be prepared to be flexible I think we've spoken about this before um have your plan and have your goals and what you want to achieve but be open to opportunity because sometimes being too blinkered in your plan um can actually stop you from evolving into a space that can bring you like far greater success or far greater things um and then I think my second one and maybe probably even more important I don't know but um build relationships with people like always maintain and maintain them um I think that that is the actual real first key to success build relationships and then work hard because people naturally do business with people in in any in any industry and in any capacity like yes you can have all the qualifications all the talent um if no one knows you and if no one's thinking about you then that's essentially wasted so build relationships and work hard to maintain them and keep them um also general in all industries are pretty small regardless of what it is yeah. I mean particularly mine but I think all industries are like that um so you never know who you're going to come across when and when you're going to need them and yeah. I've learned that the hard way too but um yeah those would be my I think two well, pieces thank advice. you so much I mean I'm inspired by you every day so I hope, <laughs> I, I mean I learn something new every day well, we talk pretty much. We do talk twenty four seven. So oh, we've and been I'm talking constantly. for a long time. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but thank we'll you for taking the hot seat, and I hope our audience is inspired by you as well. Oh, well, I I hope um, it gives someone. Um, I, even if one, if it one anything person. helps one person, but yeah. Where can they find you and DM you if they want any they style advice? They can DM advice? me. Uh, you can DM me on my Instagram uh, at Yulia Ran, or you can message us on Conscious Citizen. Um, and chat to me i'm a pretty approachable person i think <laughs> you are <laughs> email me call me maybe don't call me um voice note voice voice note me yeah um but let's talk to you soon yeah, yeah. Oh, oh gosh <laughs> we'll get there. there all yeah. right thank you thank you <laughs> thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode please make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Conscious Citizen World.